0: Hey, welcome to Spotlight by Livermore Live Music. We're your hosts. I'm Rob Allen and I'm Kevin Snyder. We are here today with the Bacchus Brothers with Ray Merrill and Mark Claren. Before we get to Ray and Mark, we have a couple of orders of business uh ray we understood that you occasionally will take just the smallest sip of tequila so we've got some Small, yeah some uh kevin provided this <laughs> with some don julio uh was this seven 70. 70 tastes like 70. yeah, yeah. Right. oh well uh, yeah <laughs> it's <you> aficionado <laughs> and then uh just in case your palate gets a little dry we also have a couple of glasses here for you of uh wood family gsm uh from the wonderful wood family vineyard and
1: mark brought his own Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think as long as everybody's <laughs> it's comfortable, the Mon- it's
1: the Monday's cup. Mm. The Monday's cup. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then one other order of business. Uh, so normally I stop the program at this point and tell a joke. But um, uh, today I'm just going to talk about the Titanic, not the movie, the actual ship, because I'm, I'm out of jokes. I just have the one liner.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yuck, Bada-bing.
1: can we move so, along now?
0: Can I, can I thump my head into yeah, the mic yeah, microphone? Yeah, yeah, anytime, <laughs> anytime you want.
1: <laughs> so here's what
0: we're gonna do. We're gonna talk a little bit today uh, with Ray and Mark about their musical backgrounds and kind of how they got there from here, and uh, interestingly enough, of course, about how Bacchus was formed. We also want to chat with you guys about your live performances, memorable, memorable performances that you've had, maybe some of the funniest things that you've had. We would definitely want to talk to you about your albums. I know you've got three albums that you've released so far, and I understand. Understand you've got a fourth album in the works. We want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, I'm also curious. Uh, Kevin has some questions. We want to talk about your recording and songwriting process. Anything else you want to talk about in future plans? So that's kind of where we're where we're headed today. Uh, so uh, by the way, before we get down into the details here i want to mention we would love to have both of you back individually on spotlight at some point because you each in addition to the Bacchus brothers have your own stories to tell and lots of other things you're involved with we're not going to go through those today but i do feel like i need to shout out that mark is the winemaker at mcgrail um that's a whole story to itself mark also which plays which is also a venue yes so right which is also venue. one of Livermore's great music venues uh mark also plays with the colluders with mc and the hammers with um um I'm sorry. Thirsty. Thursday Thursdays at, <laughs> uh, at the Shadow Puppet with uh, um, Jeff Taylor. Jeff. Jeff right. How can yeah. I forget that? Right. Uh, Ray, of course, is uh, also the drummer in Steel and Dan. You play with the Peppermints. You do a, a whole music recording business that you're running. And so someday we we'll want to get you guys back in here to talk about that. We won't spend too much time on it today, but I want to make sure we we drop those. So, let's talk a little bit about the Bacchus Brothers, uh, in addition to the two of you, of course, uh, there's Don Vecca and John McGregor. They're not here today, but I want to make sure to give them a shout out and that uh, they represent but let's get get down to it with you guys. so Mark, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got here from there
2: well um <clears throat> my my father was a musician, and his you know his family was very musical and and my mother. It also has you know musical uh love and mm-hmm. all that but right. but my dad was a banjo picker and uh accordion and played the violin and the piano and uh so he got me involved in playing the guitar when i was seven wow yeah so i started there in alabama and uh and then uh that's a whole nother story uh but then uh, we moved to livermore california and i kind of dropped it for a little while but then my dad was playing in a band and so he brought me to his rehearsals and then i got into high school bands and you know did whatever and played for a while then my kids were in soccer so i stopped playing for a while and and I then I ended up stumbling into uh in my second life as I call it uh-huh. uh stumbling into the, the Bacchus brothers somehow and it was pretty pretty cool how it all came together I think awesome yeah awesome <clears throat> um, well we kind of met at a jam I think it was right i mean that actually it was a gig remember your brother couldn't your brother couldn't play the gig and Jerry right yeah Jerry, yeah, and, yeah Jerry and uh and huh? Bill Jed was playing the drums and he knew me and Alex Mahalka, uh, R.I.P. Uh, good friend and yeah. bass player. Yeah, great guy. Uh, um, <laughs> he, called, he calls me up and uh and uh I said sure, okay. And so I, we we're in a backyard party on Best uh-huh. Avenue, yeah. and that's where I met Ray. And then yeah. <clears throat> he sat in at the same time with me at another club. And I remember playing the guitar and I turned around, you know, cause oh, I, that was McKay's, right? Yeah. yeah. and I, I'm playing oh, the wow. guitar and I'm just loving the groove and everything. And I'm thinking it's somebody else. And, and I turned around, and it was Ray and I was like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. But
0: anyway. Got it. got it. So Ray, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into music and how you got here from there.
3: Well, my dad was a, uh, um, you know, he was, he was old school, born in 1907 or something, and he was just really hardcore, you know, kids must play music. And so he made each one of us kids, family of three three kids, three siblings. Uh, I have two siblings. And, um, and so everybody had to pick an instrument. And so he came to me one time. Said, you know, at the, the I guess, the uh, young age of about, I think it was probably five or something. And he said, hey, you're going to pick something. So I didn't know what to do. And so he said, well, you're going to be a trumpet player. So he gives me a trumpet and uh, had to take lessons and played in all the bands and ended up being really good at it. Uh-huh. Um, had a pr- I had a really good ear. I could play in tune and, you know, trumpets about your armature, really, mm-hmm. you know. So, right. um, you know, it's kind of like bending notes on a guitar. You you know, you can go mm-hmm. flat or sharp depending on how you, you know, approach the, right. the mouthpiece. Anyway, so uh, he had me in marching band and, you know. And then we moved to Oregon and then I went up there and I was actually better than most of the people up in Oregon, because I, you know, I was born in the Bay Area. And then uh, and then I used to break into the band room as a in my sophomore year with my student card. There was a big gap in the door, you could like see that. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't an ID card. You used your card physically
0: to break in the to door. To break ah, in the it. door, okay. right? I used to get,
3: so the bus would drop me off there at like some ridiculous hour, you know, like an hour before classes started. Uh-huh. So I used to break into the band room and play drums because I was just interested in it. Uh-huh. And then uh, one day, and then this went on for probably a month. And then I think one of the neighbors like called somebody at the school, and so um, the dean of students was hiding in the bushes one morning, and I broke in, and he's Barrel you know, what are you doing, you know? And I said, well, I'm just breaking in to play drums. So he was so cool. He says, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to loan you a drum set. Wow. So instead of disciplining me, he handed me basically gave me a drum set. To go take home and practice. So that, I went, that man was so, a was a true yes. educator. Yeah, yeah yes. we want to thank him. Yes, I think his name was Mr. Eckerman. Thank so. you, Mr. Eckerman. Mr. Eckerman. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I had that drum set till I graduated high uh-huh. school, and um, you know, and I just started playing it all the time, and I ended up being in a band, and, and I went off to college and studied, and and I my whole mo has been take drum lessons from everybody you can, uh huh. Right, and so I used to have two or three drum teachers. At the, you know, I just go different days of the week learn different things. And so then I just started playing professionally, you know,
0: and then the rest is history. Got it. Got it. Okay. And I will say of all the musicians I know, you are one of the most disciplined at your art, right? A lot of us sort of fall into it. We do the best we can. We take lessons, but I mean, you really, Study the drums, and like you said, you take lessons from a bunch of people, and so it's you know, I mean, you're extremely talented, but d- how good you are is partly about how hard you work at it. Yeah, can you
1: name some of your teachers?
0: He's yeah, like I know. Oh, what they he's are, like but... the
2: Jerry Rice of drummers, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's not only talented, but he works his ass off. Right.
3: Well, you so, know, I take I take the seat really uh, seriously because you know the drummer sort of sets the foundation for everybody. So you know, I I kind of wanted to go into that responsibility with all the tools in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just you know just fake it you know so you know number one, rule number one is play and have good time have good meter mm-hmm. be able to you know keep keep the time keep this keep the the tempo the same throughout the song right um, And you know when you're younger when you're a younger musician, you're playing with younger musicians, that tends to be quite fluid yeah yes and so you know sometimes
1: sometimes even when you're older musicians (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i've I've experienced it
3: i mean it's you know there's tug of war going on right i mean you you know you tend to want to follow the the loudest person that's usually the bass player (laughs) so uh you know anyway so i i wanted to i wanted to get the most uh i wanted to be very confident about where i thought right and approach meter with should with a lot of be. seriousness right because you, you your, your mind will play games with you it'll be like oh god am i slowing down am i speeding up uh-huh. so you practice to a metronome anyway i think i just went off into the weeds on your question oh no your no oh, okay. teachers no, yeah that's right. I, I just wanted to you know, i know some
1: <laughs> some of who some of your teachers have been so yeah,
3: yeah my first i think my first drum teacher was uh a guy named Cleve huff in um uh, in Phoenix Arizona great guy smoking drummer um, and then I had uh, John Frixis from the Bay Area um, and Dave Garibaldi and
0: uh, uh, who some of us have heard of before yeah you
3: know? yeah yeah um, I, t- I took lessons with uh, Joe Percaro down in LA mm-hmm. I used to fly out of town to take lessons kind of wow. weird but um yeah just and then I had a, a, a number of percussionists you know I took tabla lessons from a guy I forget his name. He used to live on Green Street in San Francisco. So I just wanted to learn Indian counting techniques, mm-hmm. you know, because Joe Joe Picaro introduced me to that in L.A., and I wanted to apply it to the drum set. Got so it. and
0: then um, just yeah. filling out your palette. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, before we're going to move on to the Bacchus Brothers here, but I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't ask you. There was I know there was one band that you were in in Livermore, kind of back in the origins of the live music scene in Livermore that used to play out at the old Red Baron restaurant oh, called the Q. The
3: Q. Yeah. yeah. And uh,
0: I mentioned that because uh, the bass player in that band was another good friend of ours who we had on the show a while back, uh Nick Selchow. And yeah, so you he's, and, Yeah.
3: He's my god he's my daughter's godfather. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're pretty close.
0: Very nice. But um yeah.
3: so uh, about that gig, we were playing there. It was a two-night thing and um, I was driving uh, so we had our equipment there we decided that I think we I think we tore it down because we had something else going on and then the, and then the next day we I was driving to it and fire trucks were there and the place was just completely engulfed in flames. <sighs> yeah. I was like, Phew, good well, thing my drums weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Because
2: yeah. Yeah. I used to leave my gear there. You know, yeah because you'd weekend. because yeah. usually yep. you would
1: play there for a couple
3: of nights. I remember
2: doing a month of three nighters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That yeah, was a great yeah.
0: club though. It was. Yeah, well. I mean, so people who,
2: yeah, we were all sorry to see it go. Except for it was upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> it, was. it was. I go. remember there was yeah, a remember, yeah. there was
0: a band there that I went
1: and saw. I don't know who it was, but the, he would haul his B three and the Leslie cabinets up those outside stairs. And, right. Yeah. Well, well, he had help, obviously. But, but still, but that's a love. That's of, a, that's a, a yeah, love that's that's of art. A, yeah. <laughs> John, John McGregor would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah he absolutely <laughs> I mean, would. Right? No, John McGregor. <laughs> so so John McGregor, we're gonna get to this in a minute, of course, is the keyboard is the relatively new keyboard player yes. in Bacchus Brothers. Yeah. So he didn't just haul his B three around. He tore a B three apart and built it into a custom cabinet that he could move a slightly more easily than a, yeah. a full up B three. That's a smart absolutely. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is,
2: yeah. Definitely.
0: So, but let's talk a little bit more about the Bacchus Brothers. So, so bring us back to the kind of how you mentioned how you two met. But how did that form? Where did the name come from? When did you guys decide? Yeah, we're a band, and this is going to be our brand, and and go from there.
2: Right. Well, we're still working on that. But <laughs> uh, but no, we. Uh, so it was 1999, and and I had a band called Interstate 76 with Don Vecca and Bill Judd. And Bill, who, you know, local drummer uh, kind of went through um, a depression of some kind, you know, like, and all of a sudden we didn't have a drummer. Uh-huh. You know, I was thinking Spinal Tap, right? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. there's always, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, so Bill was out and we were trying to find drummers. So we used um, quite a few actually over the course of the summer. But in the meantime, I had a gig lined up in Switzerland, and uh, that was coming up fast. And it's like around September-ish, and we were going to go in November to Switzerland. And and I'm like, you know, so, and (laughs) the drummer that I had for the Labor Day Harvest Uh Festival was an hour late to Downbeat on Saturday, and five minutes late to downbeat on Sunday yeah, so or whatever or Sunday, day, Monday, yeah. whatever it is. Right. And I'm just like, what am I going to do if he forgets to get a passport or, or like forgets you know, to get on the airplane? Yeah. yeah. Great drummer or whatever. So I, so I get on the phone. I randomly ran into Ray at uh, Casa Rosco, I think it was, Was I drinking tequila? (laughs) Yeah, the old old Casa Rosco. Odds are. This is the old Casa Rosco. And uh, I had run it, and his phone number was like 443-DRUM or something like that, right? That's a great number. And so he he gave me his number, and uh, so I call him up, and of course he doesn't answer. And I said, Ray, I've got this gig in Switzerland I need to cover and blah, 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 blah. And I hang up, and I swear to God, it was like 30 seconds. Ring, my phone's ringing. Ray's like, What? what, uh, what's going on? And so I said, look, I got these three gigs. I had a New Year's, it was 99, so mm-hmm. I had a New Year's gig. Oh, big oh, time, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I had a a, a Delta gig, uh, De- you know, Discovery Bay gig, uh-huh. and then I had this Switzerland week in Switzerland, right? And, uh, and so I said, you, you take the gig, you gotta take all three of those gigs, right? And he did. <laughs> nice. So you all went out
0: to Montreux on yeah, the Lake Geneva right? shore. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. We burned down the
0: gambling. There you us. go. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- the name, how did the Bacchus Brothers come up as a
2: name? Uh, that actually kind of happened on the plane in a way. No, maybe that. No, that was Funky Alien Booty. We wrote Funky Alien Booty on the plane. But um, um, we went around a,
3: a lot, actually. We went through probably six different names. And then, oh, and, then, sure. and then only six. And then that one just kind of fell out like, oh my God, that's like we made a list huh. for us
2: i think so. i still have the page we made a list there were 30 names on that page yeah. you know uh, and the bacchus brothers just kept coming back as the the one you
0: know that's impressive I mean, we've talked about that on this show before that that there's something about you know a bunch of adults in a band that'll spend a year Trying to come up with the right name and then eventually you settle on one and half the band still hates it so the fact that you guys came up with a name that quick and it's a great name and of course mm-hmm. it's so well known now everywhere you go it's a big draw to the bacchus brothers um yeah. you were originally a trio the two of you and and uh, don but the fact i'm sorry to oh, no,
3: the fact that we drank copious amounts of wine what you know, had a lot to do with the fact that we called ourselves the Bacchus Brothers. I, understand. Well, I would I would you know, think so. <laughs> and, you know. And I mean, I make it, was, one, so. it was it was ridiculous. I oh. mean in the early days it
2: was just off the hook. It was, it was
0: just th- like there was a there was a signal there that something around
2: Bacchus wine well, I remember you... I remember bringing three liters to practice you know? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I don't know if you know how big a three liter is but it's like I'm ashamed to say like, I do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would bring and then uh, Don Beck, his wife you know because often we would rehearse at his place back in the day you know and he <laughs> she was just like shaking her head like oh no
0: so there's a lot of people who say you know wow I can't perform. If I've been drinking, and and my response is you just need to practice more. Yeah,
2: right, right. Um,
0: so you were a, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: we're good at <laughs> yeah, it at this point.
0: <laughs> so um, you were a trio for a long time, yeah, and then yeah. you recently—I don't—it's been a year or so. Added John yeah, McGregor
2: too, almost. Oh, was, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a year and a it's half. Been that long?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so how did that? How did that come about?
2: Did how did time you, flies,
0: man? It yeah, really like an it arrow, is. really does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: but how did that come about? How did you? Uh, meet John or decide you wanted to have an, an add a keyboard player to the Bacchus Brothers because you were already well established big draw how did you decide that uh, you need you wanted or needed a keyboard player
3: well let me let me start oh, let me get you kicked off a little bit because I know you got a lot to say about this oh but um um you know generally when we record when we write songs and record them you know it's three-piece right yeah. bass drums guitar well, we started adding things in when we're in the recording process to because we're doing it for the song. We're not doing it necessarily for you know the fidelity of oh, we have to be able to play this live. Yes, it's like whatever's best for the song mm-hmm. so so if there's if there's a spot in the song that absolutely screams for an organ part then we'll just put an organ part in there right and you know
2: or a horn part damn the, or damn the
3: torpedoes right i mean who cares if you can't play it live lots of percussion i mean there's always yeah. lots of percussion and this. so you know after our third record you know i mean the third album we had lots of percussion and and horns and i mean we really stepped boards, up yeah. with a tower power hor- uh well one, well mick gillette played uh Trump. some of the some of the horns trumpet, and
2: trombone and the yeah. uh, johnny bayman from uh huey
3: yeah exactly so you know <laughs> i mean it was just kind of a natural evolution at, at that point they were like You know, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And I was writing some songs that really, really needed keys and Mm -hmm. then and then Mark kind of so there you go, man. Yeah, all right, cool. So so yeah. (laughs) Got it. So (laughs) the
2: the other thing that Ray's leaving out is that, you know, we actually have always wanted to add a fourth person. Um the the problem is or was prior to John was they had to fit right so
0: because you guys have a very distinctive funk groove persona not persona is the wrong word but you have you know funk groove approach to your music and not uh, every keyboard player is gonna fit in with that
2: absolutely well there's the music i mean to me for me it's you know the musical part of course like that's that that is a no-brainer mm-hmm. but it also has to fit in with goals in life and You know, like, we all have a day job. You know, we all have our other things that we like to do. And the Bacchus Brothers has stayed together for 20 years because we kind of—I guess we we haven't quite gotten sick of each other yet. Right, right and uh and that's a big deal it's hard to keep a band together i, I
1: heard there was a move to
0: impeach ray though <laughs> although <laughs> no, let's be clear no. let's be clear <laughs> yeah, yeah. just because he's being impeached doesn't, doesn't mean he's, he's going to be kicked out of the band that's there's right. still a vote in the senate <laughs> right true. so
2: but now that we've added a fourth member there could <laughs> no, be a, yeah. a tie <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. so you yeah, so politics aside but um so what so we did try that in fact we had a conga player for a little while and And he just, he, musically he fit, but he didn't fit, um, you know, with, you know, his availability and, you know, the goals Uh, of the band. The goals of the band have been really simple. Uh, Somebody calls us and says, do you want us to play, you know, wants us to play? And we say, and then we send an email out and everybody says yes. And then we take the gig. Right. And that's the goal of the band, right? Or yes. Try, I mean, yeah. kind of. I mean, and then we we love playing music together, and we love producing music together. So we have three CDs, and we're on our way to the fourth. Got it. So then years go by, and all of a sudden, John, I I meet uh, John McGregor through. Um, the Livermore live music scene. Right. There's his community, right? Yeah. And turns out uh, he's a friend a good friend with Forrest Frick, who's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh Forrest is a fairly famous local guitar player, yeah. right? And um and so I meet John, he was playing with Forrest, and then turns out John knows Dennis Dub down in San Jose area and he plays out on the wharf, so sometimes we go out and play with Dennis Dove, you know. But um, you know, I started playing with him and I was like, man, you know, let's have him sit in with the Bacchus brothers with no expectation, zero. It was just like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, what do you think? And he sat in with us and he, and he fit, you right. know, like he, he has good musical taste and, uh, uh. And, you know, and he has a B3, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, yeah. but, you know, like, but I think he's also, very well. he also a Leslie cabinet, right? Right, right. That's Two. a big, yeah, right, Two. right. Yeah. So that's
0: a serious B3 player right there. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Two Leslies, And then he's got the Wurlitzers, got to be yeah, heavy as yeah. hell. And he just bought a, um, Clavinet. So, uh. He's got all the real gear. Speaking as a keyboard yeah. player, I, it's like total respect for him and his
0: keyboard rig right now. Yeah, <laughs>
2: right. So it just sort of he sort of fell right into place. We weren't looking for him, and then we started playing together. Now he's you know we've been working on things together and mm-hmm. you know rehearsed together and played lots of gigs together. Well, you guys have always been yeah,
0: fantastic, yeah. but but I think he's been a huge addition to your sound and to your live agree. performances. Yeah.
2: But yeah, one, of, he, one he of the fills it out.
0: Yeah, one of
3: the things I always uh I, I miss live uh being a three piece was the fact that Mark couldn't really go to a solo without the, the, rhythm, the rhythm guitar. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the, the chordal uh spackle right going away. Yes, right, and right. so uh you know, we used to try to compensate for that with like you know adding more background vocals to and, and just do right. like phonics. Just go ooh and ah and da yes. da da and la 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 just to sort of or else yeah, the lead guitar has to fall off every yeah, now and
0: yeah. then and you know strum a few chords or
2: something exactly, yeah, right? it, exactly. Limi- it limits what you can do right. and so now, now that john's
3: or... been there you know it's so great because mark can actually like do real really solos stretch out yeah. and, do, and do real solos without having to worry who's who's hanging out at home keeping the right. you know keeping the
0: chord um, i get it structure. Yeah. so we're going to come back and talk about your album work in a minute because that's a big part of who you are but uh live performances talk a little bit about like some of your most memorable performances or your biggest performance or funniest moments or anything spring to mind
2: that's sort of interest yeah it's classic is I don't have a glass of wine in my hand. Uh-oh. Okay. That is right. perfect. We fixed. can fix that. Yeah. There Thank you, okay. sir. Thank we you. We have that technology. All right. So I just want to say cheers. Oh, so cheers.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. All cheers to plans. all all can't cheers with tequila. Here you go.
2: Mm. Yeah, you really can't.
0: Here's guys. Thanks
3: for having us on, by the oh, way. You oh, yeah, really yeah, I yeah. appreciate Thank it. Thank you for being here. Love what you're doing.
0: But so, uh, so, like, what's the biggest audience you've ever played to as Bacchus Brothers? Mm-hmm. Or if not the biggest, like a big audience that you've played
2: to? I don't know. I mean, I feel like <sighs> that's a tough one. I would, you know, sometimes those patios uh, at Harvest Festival were pretty big. But, um, you know, Two Day Town has gotten to be, like, pretty big. Pretty and, big, right? You know, I mean, I realize that. It doesn't always look so big, you know, if you look at the lawn. But, you know, at nighttime, that thing's packed. No, I've seen you guys yeah. headline at Two Day Town, and yeah. you had,
0: I, I mean, two, 3,000 people out there grooving to what you were doing. You know, Maybe, that's a pretty yeah. good size audience, yeah.
2: Well, if you count everybody, you know, the people that aren't down there and all that. But so that's probably our – that's the one that actually was our motivator a lot of times to, like, actually do something different. Uh-huh. And r- yeah. work on different stuff and even like write music and stuff like that. It was like, what are we gonna do for Two Day Town next year? Cause yeah. we always wanted to do something different and better, you right. know? By right. the way,
0: if you're listening to this and you don't know what Two Day Town is, just Google it or just twodaytown.com. Uh, it is one of the underappreciated gems of the city of Livermore, the community, all the fantastic things that go on here, and especially the live music scene. If you don't know about Two Day Town, you're missing. A big part of what live music in Livermore
2: is all about. Here, here. I do want to mention, though, uh, while we're on the subject of gigs, is w- the one that really sticks. Still sticks in my mind is. Uh, is that like and papers? It is, and yeah. yeah. papers, old man. Yeah. I can't I can't not signs papers. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, good We're We're all old enough to get the reference here, yeah. right. right? If you're young and you're like, "What are they talking about?" You have it's to teach and Yeah, teach and Just Google and papers, and you'll find. It.
2: Making you talk. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but uh, one of the most, believe it or not, one of the most memorable gigs was actually in Switzerland when we, because we we were hired to do oh, this. Yeah. We were hired to do the play in the brasserie, which we called the brassiere because we're childish. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. And>, uh, <laughs> so the brasserie, and we actually had—it's where we really kind of learned how to play quiet, quietly. Ah, uh uh-huh. And so the, which is a skill. Yeah. Well, uh, the I forget the the hostess's name, but she would just come by. It was like Siegrid, or you know, it was like one of those German names. And uh, Greta, you know, and she came by and, you know, tell us to turn down, you know, and we were literally quieter than the espresso machine. You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. That's impressive. While we're playing, I can hear the espresso machine. Especially if a drummer's involved. Yeah, amen. Yeah, Exactly. But we, but we really, so we would play every night in there. We played one party somewhere in the hotel for a dinner party kind of thing. And the whole thing was a wine and food and music, you know, thing, which was really cool. California. It was a California experience in Switzerland. Right? Yeah. And, and, uh, so this one night, the guy that the general manager of the hotel was this really cool guy named Hans, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Hans. yeah, yeah Hans. And he, and he, we were like bugging him because they had this cool bar downstairs that we wanted to play in. Uh huh. And, uh, And so we played in the brasserie till ten, like seven to ten, right? Yeah. And then we, then he had he had the dudes come by with the carts and everything, and we took all the gear down to the bar, (laughs) and we played till like three in the morning. Very rock and roll. And it was just so much fun. And I swear we didn't repeat a song. Man, it was one of those kind of special moments, you know, where we just. We just played all night. Yeah. And, uh, Once in a while, you get those crazy. moments,
0: yeah. you know, that just everything comes together. It's uh, and it's fantastic. I think, I think I it was, think, a, it was think a huge some of the, bonding moment. Well, though, some, of, some
3: of the employees got in trouble for that too. Oh, because, for sure. <laughs> because they were like they came down after work. It's, you know, everybody was drunk and dancing on tables and stuff. Oh so, no,
2: so, there's uh, no uh, no Mark, guy. you
3: just
0: hit on something that I wanted. To, I wanted to chase <laughs> a little bit, which is um, so if you're gonna play in Livermore, or actually you can play anywhere, but especially in Livermore, um, if you're gonna play around, you have to be pre- prepared to play kind of a variety of different vibes. Like sometimes you're just the music. Sometimes you're just the background. Sometimes you're the center of the show and everybody came to see you and you guys do it all. I mean, you don't have to, you could just play big shows with a bunch of people come to see you have a huge following, but you guys go out and you play little, not, I don't All respect, but you me. play small venues. You right. just like to entertain. Even if it's two or three people in the bar listening to you, you're out there playing.
2: It's usually yeah. me. Yeah, no, yes. I know. I appreciate it, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. That's right. Yeah. Kevin yes. and sometimes Anna, but uh, yeah. uh, but she's like way less uh, into it than Kevin is, of course. One other
0: thing that I wanted to comment about was every time well, I've I'm seen you guys hell, play, <laughs> every time I've seen you guys play, you are so mistake-free right? I mean, when you're playing in a band, there's always, <laughs> you're, <thank> laughing. You're, <laughs> laughing. you're laughing, but we did not like you. you playing a band. And so you muffle lyric or you forget a chord change, or you get a little off on the rhythm or whatever happens all the time. The audience usually doesn't notice it, but the band does. But every time I have seen you guys play, you are on fleek. You just have your stuff together. Wait, 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 we have wait, our wait. mistakes well wait, covered. Wait, yeah.
1: did you just say on fleek?
0: Yeah, on fleek you know it means it means flawlessly executed it's it's a thing I heard I heard Conan O'Brien say it or something like that but a lot of people don't know this by the way but on fleek is from the the French on fleek which means on fleek oh, yeah. <laughs> okay that was one of those joke things okay what? No, no we did not plan that no, in advance was, talk about your albums. so you have three albums you've done so far Bacchus philosophy Funky, Alien, Booty, and Edge of the World. That was not chronological, but yes. I, was, oh, right. well, so please. Chronologically, they were Funky, Alien, Booty. Ah. and Bacchus uh, Philosophy.
3: Bacchus, and uh, Edge of the World. Uh,
0: going cool. back, uh, that's like 10 years worth of recording, or maybe a little less than that, right? But it's something like that.
2: Uh, yeah. It's yeah. more like 20, but whatever. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm kidding. Uh, Bacchus, or Funky, Alien, Booty came out in 04, 2004.
0: Okay. Yeah. Bach's philosophy. So years,
2: yeah. 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edge of the World 2012 or 14. Like
3: or, we're about four four year
2: average so, here. So one <laughs> thing you know, I want... four year except for <laughs> we had like a six year in there and now we have another like you know it's it's crazy how fast. Well, yeah. Doing. Everybody's yes. got their their day jobs like you say. I mean everybody's
1: busy. Uh, one thing I wanted to make sure that because uh, I know this story, but about writing the title song to uh funky alien booty yes Could could you uh share that with our listeners or of course of course uh
2: let well me, let me start yeah please do <laughs> all please right do. so
3: uh so we were at rehearsal we were having one of those uh multi-bottle rehearsals at, Don's, maker at rehearsal. Don's house but a groove maker it rehearsal. was definitely a groove maker and um and uh i started this this kind of this funky drum groove and I said, Don, write a baseline to this. And he started he started doing dope, 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 dope 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 dope. Cause I was going to do and I said it's real simple, right? And then Mark started doing his thing. And then I think in that rehearsal, um, you know, I was just making up stupid lyrics just to just to have a placeholder for something. And I came up with this funky alien booty. It was like funky alien booty. So fine. And then and then that's all we had. Right? And, Absolutely, then, and yeah. then and then we went to uh uh, South Korea, right? Was that the South Korea trip or was that the, the, uh, I was Switzerland trip.
2: I feel like it was the Zurich trip. Wasn't it? I feel like in Zurich, we, we wrote that. So anyway, we were, I uh, mean, on our way there. So we on the plane, right? yeah, Yeah, we were on the plane. It doesn't, we were on one of those planes. I don't, you know because <laughs> not important to the story at this juncture, yeah. There's some great <laughs> stories about the trip to, to Korea. I remember they, they were cutting us off and everything, but but anyway, um, whichever plane trip doesn't really matter. Um, I think it was Korea, but we were, we were, yeah. you know, we would write down all these just lines like, um, I remember nipple ray guns and uh. The not so merry menstrual, right? Just silly stuff, Uh, yeah, right, yeah. 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 But there was also freak trip, booty ship. There was, you know, like whatever. Like Uh there were, you know, and we were just sitting together and just writing. You're probably right. It was Korea because we were, because when we went to Zurich, my Kelly, my wife, and Karen went. So I think we were kind of more separate.
3: Yeah. So so that trip, we sat. Yeah, in a th- in one of those three row seats yeah. on an international flight. Right, right. I mean, one, three. two, three. Somebody, some poor bastard middle. was in the middle. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think it was me. It might have been Don, but anyway. It doesn't matter, but that was back when international flights they gave you complimentary alcohol, right? right. So <laughs> anything big, to keep you happy.
0: Big mistake yeah.
3: for Bacchus <laughs> Brothers, right? <laughs> so we're sitting there just—I mean, we were just getting so obnoxious. We were writing these lyrics five and, hours in and, and we just hammering. laughing our asses off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we were we were like—I took a freak trip on a booty ship. We were just cracking up, yeah. And and that's where actually where Funky Alien Booty was written was in
0: this. And I've talked to more than one person and said, "Oh, have you ever heard the Bacchus Brothers before?" And they say, "Oh, Funky Alien Booty." I mean, that's their that's their anchor to your music, and it's just funny that's how pretty
2: cool. It's yeah. funny how
0: like you talk now about how the lyrics emerged, but I, I, it's probably not unusual in the annals mm-hmm. of music. Um, and you have another album coming up. You're
2: Group starting maker. To work, yeah.
0: Yeah. So talk about that. Uh, how like how far into the process are you?
2: Um. Uh, well, we have. Some of it recorded. <laughs> oh, okay. We're still in the recording process. Uh-huh. We're, we're... Do we have it all written. Yeah, it's all written and uh-huh. well, at least the... mostly. What... I mean, it's never all written until the last song is recorded, right? But well, but I feel like this is a good. We re... yeah, we still have some more to record probably, but but we're how many did we get? Seven? I think maybe? we got
3: we got uh I think we got nine if you count Abilene.
2: Oh, oh, I love that song. A, yeah, I do too. That's yeah. going to yeah. be on there. Uh, but anyway, so I feel like I feel like we have plenty of material. What it is is we're doing, you know, basics. We're through most of the basics and now we're getting to the point of, you know, where uh, we just need to get like the guitar parts down. I understand. Well, that's that's, a, that's a, an
3: interesting question though because but, I think there's a there's a process that happens. You know, you go, okay, well, how many songs do you need on a CD? Or should you have? Right. Right. You know, if you're going to go through the effort and spend the money and all that effort, you're not going to put three songs on it, you know? Right. You, you know, and so, and you're not going to put 20 on it. You, there, what, what's that number? Right. Number and so I like you go, 10. yeah, I like prime numbers. I'm, I'm fond of 11. And, Eleven's uh, fine with
2: and me. S- this dude, know, 7, remember? 13. I, I love yeah. those numbers. Bacchus philosophy, <laughs> the 11th song was dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, right.
0: Just, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> but at so, least it, it produced a, a prime number then.
2: So,
3: yeah and so I think one of the one of the things with this record is is we have we have two songs that are actually really short songs time wise so um I'm thinking we need to to you know step up and do another couple of songs mm-hmm. personally, that's the way I feel about we it will. we haven't talked about it, you know officially
1: so how much is John involved in this writing process? Is he involved at all, or is he
2: Yeah, I mean, he has to write his parts. i I I know but he's he's not but he's not the writer so we have we have a we have a couple of different variations Mm -hmm. of our songwriting as the bacchus brothers one of them is the most extreme version is funky alien Mm -hmm. booty where you know we're literally you know drunk off our ass on a plane Right, and, and everybody's just any...
0: throwing stuff in the stew pot. But, right. the, but those yeah. but, are the best but, songs. Yeah. By you way. should do that more. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm just saying. But, but
2: the but the point is, and then we took it. You know, we were. You know, we you know we went on our trip and everything. And then when we got home, Freak uh, trip. You know, we we then we put that in because you know the things like da 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 da. You know that came after the after the airplane trip right, and right. stuff like that, you know, the, the writing, but that all that stuff happened, you know, together, the three of us kind of writing something together and somebody goes, how about this, you know, and then we execute it and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. but, but then a, there's yeah. other songs where, you know, uh, I bring something or Ray brings something or Don brings. Yeah. Something. It's more like and one person kind of wrote
0: the song, but other people embellish it.
2: Right. right, and then yeah. it becomes you know we baccasize it is basically we <laughs> baccasize the 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 individual's song, and that happens sometimes as well, and more actually this latest album is more like that, um, you know. But but Abilene, I would say is kind of a kind of back to um, you know basically I wrote this guitar part, and we recorded in in Ray's house in Oregon like ten years ago oh or more more yeah. uh cuz i oh, i was, really? I was yeah. still working for Bonnie Dune it was more like clo- it was a long ass time ago but anyway <laughs> uh but we recorded it <laughs> i remember the kids wouldn't shut up and it was but we had like one mic in the room and there was this reverb and and he was playing percussion and don was playing bass and and uh there were no vocals but i had this idea for vocals but I never liked what I came up with, and I kind of handed it to Ray. And one day, and Ray, like you know.
3: Well, I think so. So the way the way that that actually happened was we forgot about the recording. Right. Yeah, oh, you know, that was just like in the. It was just buried. It was like in the in the in the box underneath the photos. The thing we did right, right, and then I think I was going through I was going through files, and I and I found it, and I and I emailed it to Mark. I go, Mark, remember when we did this? Right. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when you said, "Hey, man, well, can you, you know, I'll actually, yeah, we kind of agreed." I said, "Well, let me take a shot at the lyrics because I was—I've been kind yeah. of stretching my wings, you know, writing lyrics, being, being a lyricist." And so, that's, he, he came uh, up
2: with the, you know, the whole thing, "Abilene," I believe, which I think is brilliant, you know. Yeah. And I was, and then, you know, I mean, it, he wrote all the words, words and stuff, but, but it was like he he filled the song out because also there's a there's a there's a progression to the song, you know and he followed that progression with his lyrics and and yep. you know whatever and uh and it just came i think it came out great I yeah mean, i do too i think I we did, should, we I agree should, yeah
3: we should collaborate like that more often yeah.
0: i
2: agree i agree
0: <laughs> so um do you guys have uh have shows coming up um i know you just played uh at i'm sorry i'm having a, uh, a brain body? fit here uh no you just played it where the hell do we play some place yeah. it all yeah. blurs didn't you guys play well, your i know reunion? I know you just played at rock house and you just, yeah you played, oh, at, we the, played at the pine your, street at yeah, the reunion yeah. that, that your was a high school that, reunion, that was a fun right? gig yeah yeah
2: because yeah, we played a bunch of stuff that we never play right and you know like we played rocky mountain way and uh nice. we played because it was a 70 79 you know class of 79 so we were playing all this 70s stuff. And so stuff like that came out. And what was, you know, what impressed me was we kind of pulled them off. I mean, you know, like we did a good job, I thought, you know, and I think it's, it's weird for me as a performer is that um, I, I remember songs from high school no kind of no problem it's really yeah. weird how the words just pop into my head and the chords yeah. and everything and all the stuff and i think it's because i played them so many times back then you so know? you
0: and kevin actually have that in common because yeah. he does the same thing you know somebody will say hey do you remember uh, you know i don't know and That's kevin's true. yeah and kevin's like oh yeah i know that and he it, just starts playing and that. another thing i noticed
1: was i i'm recently getting back and ray ray will appreciate this uh, to some old Chicago. Oh
3: yeah, Love the,
1: Chicago. The early yeah. Chicago albums. And uh, my son um, is very into my music. Thank God. Yes. Uh, and he wanted me to get Chicago Five for him on vinyl, so I I did. And uh, he was playing it, and it, I noticed everything for me is about the trumpet parts or the, 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 horn, the horn parts. The horn parts, right? The horn parts. I They're, I know yeah. those. I know. Yeah. damn and because you used to play yeah. horn yeah I, yeah I mean you still I used can, to play but trumpet right. no i can't uh ray said it was all about the armature oh yeah, so not so gone. much yeah you got to hold that you got to keep that I wa- out yeah. i want it back I, I i recently got a trumpet i want to i want to get that armature back but i i need to work on it to do that yeah well, that's going to take some work <laughs> yeah no kidding may not happen in my lifetime but we'll see long so,
3: long tones is what they say Play ah. play long tones. I play long tones. Okay. Yeah, I talked to a really great trumpet player the other day, and he says I told him the same thing. He says long tones. Okay, you just hold a note for as yeah. long as you can, then go up a half step,
0: hold that one out. So as a keyboard oh, that's player, that's probably not as good advice. No, right? yeah, no, was... <laughs> just do that. You get right. Cramp in your hand. There I'm really some... good <laughs> at holding notes. Man. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, plans for 2020? I know you you're still working on uh, Groove Maker. Uh, what else mm-hmm. do you have in the works that you're that you're looking forward to doing in 2020?
3: Well, uh, well, the, fest the, yeah, yeah. Fest
2: and, tw- and uh Two Day Town, two-day hopefully town, yeah. is going on. I mean, I think those two things are.
3: Uh, well, it's it's important. I think you you mentioned it earlier to talk about. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool photos we should talk about that um we will but uh you mentioned earlier really about two day town and mark said hey you know how two day town is a forcing function for us yes it always has been and um uh i think musicians need forcing functions and we certainly do yes. i mean <laughs> if anyone does up. we do yeah. and um so you know it's i think you know it would be a good goal to say hey we'd like to be done with a cd with groove maker by two day town mm-hmm. i
0: mean i'm
2: not I'm sure, sure if
3: that's possible but You know, because there's still a lot to do.
2: If we got aggressive,
0: we could do it. Exactly. By the way, that is an important message for anybody out listening who aspires to be in a band, or maybe they're in a band but it's new or whatever, is to understand the thing about the forcing function, right? It happens to everyone. You need something to sort of drive you to make things happen. And if anybody out there thinks, oh well the Bacchus brothers, I mean you guys are you guys are one of the premier bands in the Livermore area. And people think, so you don't have to work. You don't have to think about it. You don't, it's not true. We all have the same issues about time and time management and something to kind of drive us and move us along and make us need to get that thing done.
2: Absolutely. And we also have space between us because Don moved to Foster City, uh, which I'm super stoked for him. It's a great place Mm -hmm. and I don't blame him. And John lives in Discovery Bay, kind of the opposite direction. So Thankfully, Ray and I are central. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it, but does, it, it, does, it take, does add right. to the complexity of getting together and yes. playing, especially if it's just a rehearsal, you know. So, uh, which actually, at this point, I think all our our we're going to focus on if we get together. It's basically for the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get, get, we gotta get this thing done because yeah. uh, we're all be dead soon.
0: Well, and so,
2: and that's uh,
3: meant universally. We're all going to be everyone.
0: Well, so that's another soapbox of mine, which Kevin has heard before. Uh, I've heard
1: everything you've had to say before. (laughs) Yeah,
0: all my jokes or whatever. (laughs) But I mean, as a musician, and you know, playing in uh, live performances, this is the thing, right? Is someday you'll be on your deathbed. And you want to look back at a body of work, a body of recordings, and a body of performances yes. that you're proud of. Now, n- not everybody does music. Other people do other things, and they'll feel the same way about that. But nobody ever laid on their deathbed and said, I wish I'd spent more time at the office. N- yeah, nobody. Right. Well, except Mark. He was saying, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I make wine. <laughs> Oh,
2: that's a good point. <laughs> so my office Have you is so the okay. People I work with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good point.
3: I don't know. I just saw a special on Clive Davis last night on net Netflix. That's a good one, by the way. You guys should all watch that. one. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, he actually loves being in the office because he he does music for right, well, right. He's the A and R guy yeah. for Columbia, right? I mean, he he did Janis L- Joplin all the way to like uh, you know Millie Vanilli and and Alicia Keys. I mean, he he spanned forty years of uh, the, some of the best songs ever written right, right. so
0: now he i was would, referring like to going to the
3: office kind of i was referring to
0: yeah. like going to the office and like filling out daily inventory reports and I mean, which is fine uh, you know yeah. people have to do it it's part of the requirement no, 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 but no, nobody absolutely. ever looks back and goes i wish i'd done the more, monotonous yeah, stuff done but you know the,
2: the trouble is you know the trouble is even in music i mean the monotonous stuff it's sort of like Okay, we're working on this record. That means I actually have to go out and get, you know, boot up my computer and, you know, open up the session and listen to it and then maybe set up some microphones and, you know, or whatever and install you know, a actually. Windows update. And yeah. then, uh. and then, well, I don't <laughs> use, I use a Mac. But, <laughs> okay, but yeah. But I, um, I, you know, sometimes, but there are those things where like all of a sudden it's like there's an issue and you're troubleshooting, and it's always like, oh, I forgot to plug this cable in, right. of you're course. eight deep in problems, but, yeah. But, you know, you're trying to be creative, and you don't have an engineer, you know, and that's, that's where I feel like um, it would be so nice to just have an engineer that deals with all the crap, and then I can just be creative, you know, instead of... <laughs> Well, I would like King that, too. Boss. If you find that yeah. person yeah. and want to send yeah. them over
0: to my house, that would be yeah. great. By the way, if that person would also load and unload equipment yeah. at oh. gigs, that would also be yeah. fantastic. Yeah.
1: Ray, Ray is also an electrical engineer, and I think he's working on robotics to be able to just have have that <laughs> I am not. set up. Oh. oh, that's disappointing. But I, but I should.
3: You yeah. should. Thank you get to get on that get
0: on that and also <laughs> also she have we're done with the record right? Yeah. <laughs> and not only should the robot like load and unload equipment but also bring me a beer right oh yeah okay so no, he's on.
2: working on my invention that i that i invented a long time ago and it was uh in a you know a, a four-door car, car and you have young ch- children like let's say ages eight to twelve or maybe even into their teens of course but they're sitting in the back seat and and when they're fighting in the back seat, you push this button on the <laughs> dashboard and this spring loaded fist comes out of the headrest and Looney smacks him right yeah, in right. the face.
0: That's right. <laughs> Chol- <laughs> knock it off. Yeah.
2: It's the knock it off button. He's working on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: hey, thank you guys so much for being yes, with us. We you. really appreciate it. And thank, thank you, Don and John, also, for just being part of the Bacchus Brothers. You guys are a great band. We, we just you. love listening to you all the time. Um, as always, John, Doug, thank you guys uh, at Advanced Creative so much for having us here. We just love your facility. Um, if you're out and about and you need something to do, go listen to the live music in Livermore. It's a huge resource. If you're not doing it, you're missing something. And if you so, need to know where to find live music, you can look at li- livermorelivemusic.com. There you go. All right, see you next time. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.